Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All righty, hour number three of our radio program. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll tell you about one prominent NFL insider who already has a sleeper team where Kirk Cousins could wind up for next season in the NFL. Barrett Salee is going to stop by 20 minutes from now, but first let's hit the phones, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Mike in Atlanta next up on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Mike, what's happening? Hey, Zach, good afternoon. Hey, I got a uh, sports PSA for everybody. Uh, this is stuck in the past guy, the guy that always talks about how many titles his team has 20, 30 years ago, and I'm talking to you in the NFL, Dallas Cowboys, and I'm talking to you in the NCAA, Miami Hurricanes. And also, real quick, I have a movie that you'll cry to, and I promise you 100% of men, if you don't, you say you didn't cry in it, you're lying. And it's a sports movie, The Champ, with John Voight and Ricky Schroeder. Appreciate the phone call, Mike. I've actually never seen The Champ. Have you guys ever seen The Champ? I, I, I Stu, for some reason, I, I remember just working here the last few years. Are you the one... That is just never seen yes. like a lot of these big time movies. That is me. Okay. Yes. I always thought it was either Hickey or I think Hickey's in the ballpark, not as bad as me, but he also is. There's a lot that he has not. Were seen. you the one who did not see one of my favorite movies ever? Remember the Titans? That is correct. Oh, geez. Hickey as well. Did you not go to school as a kid? I I didn't watch movies. That and um, what's the movie? Uh, we are the Jamaican bobsled team. Uh, cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. Thank yeah, you. I've feel the rhythm, that. feel the rhyme, get on up. It's Bob's that time. Cool when, Runnings. Whenever we couldn't have recess in school and they would bring in that archaic TV into the room, it was Cool Runnings and it was also Remember the Titans. That's the uh, two movies they would I've always I've seen play. Remember the Titans. I've never seen Remember the Titans. Yeah, I don't, I don't you know, know what? Is. Everyone gives me crap for how I say it. I try to enunciate the T, then people don't like it, so I'll just go back to, to Titans. All right? Is that fine? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Titans. Titans. That's how I just said it. What's wrong with it? Titans. 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 Okay. You know what? Spike says he doesn't care. Spike's the <laughs> boss here. So bleep you and bleep you. Bleep DA. Bleep Mraz. Bleep know, all of you. I know next week's bleep PSA. Bleep Geo all of you. I know next week's PSA. The boss said he is fine with it. So you want to go against the boss, go against the boss. Maybe we'll be looking for a new executive producer next week. Won't be the first time here at CBS Sports Radio. Well, I am a <laughs> titan of the industry. <laughs> All right, let's go to Brantley in uh, Eugene, Oregon, next up on the Zach Gelb Show. Brantley, what's happening? Hey, Zach, how you doing? I appreciate the show and the energy you bring. 
Uh, I just wanted to touch on the uh, college football game day uh, choice for James Madison, Appalachian State. I totally thought it should have been Washington, Oregon State, especially with the implications that this game has. If Oregon State upsets Washington, they're right in it to go to the Pac-12 championship if they could you know, upset Oregon. I don't think it's likely, but it's possible. Oregon State's got a good program this year. I'm definitely a Ducks fan, but... You know, it, I I would I would expect um, it to be a very good game in Corvallis this weekend, and I would not be surprised to see the Beavers upset Washington. Yeah, I actually saw they were a two and a half point favorite, uh, Oregon State. Um, I understand what you're saying. Um, I like Coach Smith; uh, he is phenomenal. DJ Uyungle is a really good story. Maybe I'm just going to be a dumb gambler here, and it won't be the first time, and it won't be the last time. But I will take uh, Kalen DeBoer's squad plus the two and a half. The game day decision. I think it's two things. Now, they obviously embraced Colorado before the start of the season. But it's so awkward with the Pac-12 ending and all these schools leaving the Pac-12. I do wonder if that factors into the decision. And the other part is, you know, I do have a soft spot when the smaller school is having this great season. Because when I was at Temple... Temple beat Penn State for the first time in 74 years. And then they had Notre Dame, and Temple was undefeated, and they got game day. Temple would never have game day. And I know James Madison has had a lot of success, and now, you know, being in Division One, and it's ridiculous with the, the rule, and they're not going to win, how they're not going to be eligible uh, for postseason play and all that nonsense. It's the, like the NCAA has a bunch of stupid rules, uh, but that's one of the dumbest. Um, outside of vacating uh, wins and, and that practice that the NCAA does. But I, I can't crush game day going to James Madison because, you know, Washington, I don't know about Oregon State just because they don't really have a conference moving forward. You know, those schools you would think will be in the running for future years for game day. I don't know how sustainable this is going to be at James Madison, but I can understand the gripe. It's just not something that, that I'm irate about. I will tell you this, though. I love game day. I'm always a sucker for game day. Um, I think McAfee has been a really good addition to the show. I always, my favorite part, actually, is the social media before when Kirk Herbstreet goes up to Lee Corso and just the relationship that they have and the videos that they post talking right before the game. Um, I absolutely love that. I've been watching, though, a lot more, though, of the Fox show. Now, I'm not a big fan of Urban Liar, but the other guys on the show... I think Mark Ingram's been a phenomenal addition. I like Brady Quinn. I like Matt Leiner a lot, too. That show, when it got launched, obviously you're going to try to get into the sandbox there and get into the real estate that is college football, but I never thought it would drag my interest as much as it has, where I have been flipping back and forth between both shows a lot the last few years. And I will say, listen, Urban Meyer is certainly not the greatest human being on the planet. Yeah, and sure. certainly not the most... You know, I said the Urban My Liar thing kind of like in jest. Yeah, but like, listen, he he certainly comes off as not being a likable guy, whether mm -hmm. it's, you know, what got him fired in Jacksonville, you know, that video, or just all the different scandals that have followed him around from, from school to school to yeah. school. But he is an awesome analyst. He yeah, he's, he's not afraid great. to give his opinion. He gives great opinions. He does a podcast now where every single week, it's like every week Jerry Jones on 105 Through the Fan yeah, that's a good is point. must listen to radio. Every week this... Uh, uh, Urban Meyer podcast is must-listen-to 
podcasting and must listen to audio because he says something interesting every single week. I don't like him as a person. I don't like him as a coach. I think he's great on the air. He's a phenomenal football coach. There's obviously a lot of baggage and a lot of things that I don't support that Urban Meyer does, but there is no debating that if you bring an Urban Meyer into a college setting, he wins. And when you have won as much as he did with the two national championships at Florida and then the national championship at Ohio State, there is just a certain clout that that brings. Now, a lot of guys have that clout in different levels. And when they get in front of the camera, they get in front of the microphone, they're still worried about their relationships. They're worried about being honest or they're worried about their next job. Um, I do believe Urban Meyer recently, ever since the Jacksonville situation, now when he's on Fox and when he does that podcast too, he he gives you a lot of good takes. Like you may not agree with them, but he's not afraid to speak his mind and that fits his coaching personality when he did things his way as well. All righty, let's get to the prominent NFL insider that is already speculating on a sleeper team for Kirk Cousins this offseason. You like that? You like that? Dan Graziano from ESPN. My sleeper is Green Bay. Jordan Love doesn't look like the answer, and while the Packers are as patient as any team in the league, they are also used to winning. Cousins knows the Packers' offense because it's uh, of uh, Kyle Shanahan's scheme from their time together in Washington, and Cousins and Green Bay coach uh, Matt LaFleur could work well together. I don't think it's that crazy. Now, he's a free agent. It's not, right, great going from Minnesota to Green Bay. But we've seen, right, before Brett Favre go from Green Bay to New York to Minnesota. Here is my question, though. I could see why the Packers may find it attractive. Will Kirk Cousins find the Packers attractive? You got Romeo Dobbs. You got Christian Watson. You got Aaron Jones. You got a defense that has some players, but they're inconsistent. You then leave the Vikings. The Vikings become a major question mark. The Lions are humming. The Bears are very far, uh, you know, very far moved. The Bears have done nothing since, uh, what, getting into that Super Bowl up against uh, Tony Dungy and the Colts when they had Rex Grossman as uh, their quarterback. So you could go to Green Bay and you could win some games. Looking at the options for Kirk Cousins, you got to monitor San Francisco. Now, Brock Purdy's back in the the good graces with the performance that he had last weekend. But if that goes the wrong way, you know the affinity that Kyle Shanahan has for, for Kirk Cousins. Atlanta is an intriguing destination as well because you look at the NFC South, that division stinks. The Bucs are no good. The Panthers stink. So you go around that division. The Saints, eh. They're they're holding on, and the train's still driving, and their car's still driving, but you you feel the tires get a little wobbly, and they're about to pop off. You go to Atlanta with Arthur Smith, who I just don't get what he's doing recently, especially with the way he's handling Bijan Robinson, it's the wrong way. But you have the weapons there of Bijan Algier, Drake London, a defense that's improved under the new defense coordinator, Nielsen. I think the Falcons are a good destination. So I hear Green Bay, 
And I don't think the question is, would the Packers do it, is would Kirk Cousins want to go there? And right now I would say no, even with the legendary franchise. And, you know, Kirk is a a kind of a, a quirky dude, so you kind of fit into Green Bay where it's all football, 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 and cheese curds and and beer and spotted cow. But I like the the smell test on that, it doesn't, it doesn't pass it. Now I will circle back to a conversation that we had just last week with the legendary Kevin Harlan, who we all know his connections to the Packers organization uh with his father. It was Harlan last week who said on this show, he believes in Matt LaFleur, which I question, I would argue. But this is Kevin Harlan speaking. He believes in Matt LaFleur, but he doesn't think they're just going to give Jordan Love another year just to give him another year. And so far, outside of that comeback at the home opener, Love hasn't really given you enough moments that indicate he's a franchise guy. But if you get rid of Love after this year, and I know it's not a traditional ownership structure in Green Bay, I would say that puts so much pressure on LaFleur and Gutekunst because they, Gutekunst, drove Rodgers out of town. And Love was his guy. He fell in love with Jordan Love. You give up on Love this quickly, you better go get a guy like Kirk Cousins that brings you back to respectability. Because if you don't, then your ass is going to get sent packing, and deservedly so. Now, I could look at the Shanahan situation with Lynch where Shanahan and Lynch were never in danger of losing their job. And they've built a great roster. The Packers don't have the roster like the 49ers. But they went all in, and then some, to go get Trey Lance. And they quickly realized Trey wasn't their guy. And look how quickly they pivoted, and they found a way to still make it work. They haven't won a Super Bowl, but they still found a way to make it work. So in one breath, you say... Man, that's given up on love very early, and it puts a lot of pressure on Gutekunst. But if your replacement is Kirk Cousins, even coming off an Achilles injury, I would expect that team to at least be respectable. Like, that should be a team that should make the playoffs next year. But when you evaluate it from Kirk's side, are there better options? And I think staying in Minnesota would be a better option. I think going to Atlanta would be a better option. The preeminent option would be going to the 49ers, but... You would need the 49ers to have a need to go to a new quarterback. Outside of that, there's no one in the AFC East. Patriots are going to draft a quarterback. The Jets have Rodgers. The Bills have Josh Allen. The Dolphins have Tua Tungavailoa. AFC West, the Chiefs have uh, Mahomes. Raiders, can you get rid of Jimmy G and bring in Kirk Cousins? That'd actually not be bad. If you bring back Josh Jacobs and you have Devontae Adams, that could be fun. Stu, would you want Kirk Cousins for two, three years? You want to go down that well? I'd probably rather go down the rookie, young quarterback road, but... But you're probably not going to get that this year. You guys are already at five well, wins. Maybe not, but they could always... They might be one that falls to, like, the okay. middle of the first round. Gotcha. I'd probably be more willing to do that than Kirk, but I think they could do a whole lot worse than Kirk. I'd rather have Kirk than Garoppolo, obviously. Browns, well, they're going to have to roll with Watson next year, even coming off the injury because of the contract. Bengals have Burrow. Ravens have Lamar. Could the Steelers be in, in play? Could that be a sleeper? Kenny Pickett only has six touchdowns. I know he's only two years in. You get rid of him and you bring in Kirk Cousins with that defense. George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, uh, the two running backs, Warren and, and also uh, Najee Harris. 
I know teams are getting rid of quarterbacks sooner and sooner, but two years for Pickett for a first-round quarterback feels really, really quick trigger. We It does, but we've seen teams pull the trigger earlier than that before. Yeah. Uh, AFC South, Jaguars no, Texans no, Colts no. If you want to go to Tennessee, like, okay. I don't think that team's heading in the right direction. And then inside the NFC, now he's a free agent, so it doesn't have to be via trade. That's that's a good thing. Like like normally when we talked about Kyler Murray, it'd be oh you can't, you're not going to trade him in division. If you want to throw the Packers out there, sure. Inside the NFC West, I think Stafford comes back next year. See, oh you know what, Seattle would be a great one. Imagine Kirk Cousins with the Seattle Seahawks. You have the two running backs. You then have. JSN, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and an excellent young secondary. The Seahawks could be a really good destination. Giants need a quarterback, but it's not going to be Kirk Cousins. I wouldn't consider that. <laughs> Kirk coming home to the Commanders next year? No, Sam Howell is actually playing some really damn good football. So I, uh, I say that in jest. And inside the NFC South, we already went through the options. How I think the Falcons would be really good. If I'm him, I would consider... Returning to Minnesota, I would consider the Atlanta Falcons, the Seattle Seahawks, and then just going with one team in the AFC, I would say the Steelers. Those would be my four top destinations for Kirk Cousins right now if I was in the shoes of Kirk Cousins. Uh, Looks like everything's going to be put on hold with Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is going to accept this three-game suspension. Already served one. We'll see what the NCAA will do down the road as they kick this can down the road. Also go around the rest of the college football slate and some job openings around the college football world with Barrett Salih. who does a great job, CBS Sports uh, analysts covering college football. We return in five minutes. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You can stream the NFL and Wessel One for free, sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Wessel One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Wessel One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you find a fix for free. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. I really do like Barrett Salee, but during the baseball season, since he's a Braves fan, 
I can't stand his guts because as a Met fan, I have nothing to say. So since it's <laughs> November, we're in the clear, and I go back to liking Barrett Salee, who is a tremendous college football insider analyst for CBS, and he joins us right now. Barrett, how are you? I'm good. Hey, this is the best time of the year for the Mets, right? Because you're not playing baseball. They're not breaking your heart. That false sense of hope is creeping back in. You might get Shohei Otani, and I'm sure that'll tank if you do get him because you'll go, you'll, you'll have a dis disappointing season like always. But this is the time for hope for Mets fans because when April rolls around, that hope will disappear. Yeah, I forgot to send you my condolence card for your great regular season and your failure in the postseason this year. Maybe I got did, lost I, in the mail. I, did I? I didn't watch the Mets this postseason. How'd they do? <laughs> Is that what you're doing now? You're taking a participation trophy that you're not the Mets? That's embarrassing. You're better than that, Barrett Sully. I expect I'm, higher standards from you. I'm really not better than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me start you off with Michigan. Uh, so Harbaugh accepts the suspension today. They weren't going to get the injunction in courts is, is my understanding. So you take the two-game suspension, and this gets the can kicked down the road until whatever the NCAA wants to decide. Uh, what was your reaction to it? Yeah, not surprised. You know, billable hours are always undefeated, and there were billable hours all week, right? For for the lawyers, they got paid. Jim Harbaugh has finality, and and um, Michigan knows what's going on. But I, this was this was always going to be the case. There was no there was no precedent for any of this. I mean, basically, the the Big Ten took what was a, a, an investigation that was not complete and decided to uh, to punish based on that. The NCAA still can do whatever it wants to do. So it was all public pressure. The, the Big Ten had to do something. Michigan couldn't fight this because it the, the PR, the look would be awful. So I'm not surprised at all that this is how, how it ended up. And uh, and now, you know, we have Sharon Moore, one more tune-up before he plays Ohio, coaches against Ohio State. And, you know, again, I going back to, to all of this, if you gave a coach a preference, do you want to miss a game or do you want to miss the six other days? The coach is okay missing the game. Yeah. The six other days are what's more important. You know, I'm just wondering, because people forget about what happened before the start of the season, and we know the NCAA mm -hmm. loves to be petty. Do you think what <laughs> yes. happened before the start of the season where Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, did, they didn't bow down, and they did the self-imposed three-game suspension, will that factor in to this maybe future suspension from the NCAA with the sign-stealing scandal? Or are they separate to I I think they're separate. I think that, you know, it's just a, it's sort of a bookend to what was a very bizarre season for Jim Harbaugh. And yeah, I don't think they're related at all. I don't think the NCAA is going to, going to have, um, you know, anything to do with that. I mean, look at, there are some, you know, steps and and rules within the, uh, the, the NCAA rule book where, you know, if you're under investigation, you can compound things and have further, um, you know, you, you can harsher if you're already under investigation and whatever that's I don't think that'll be taken into account because uh, honestly I don't think Jim Harbaugh is going to be there anyway and the NCAA is more on this mission to punish the coach not the program um, and you know if, if the coach isn't there if there is a problem and, and you, you do have to punish somebody for the sign stealing investigation once the NCAA's investigation is wrapped up you're still going to probably punish the coach and not the program. And I don't think the coach is going to be there. So today's news doesn't change anything because for you in terms of Harbaugh, you know, coming back and signing that long-term extension is what you're saying. I don't think that's going to happen. And, and look, I, I think he's going to go through a process this year. And I think he did it last year as well, last off season where coaches look in the mirror and have to decide, Hey, is this for me? 
because there are so many other things that you have to do now. I mean, even as compared to five years ago, I mean, you have to recruit your own roster all day, every day, 365 days a year. That's exhausting. In addition to high school recruiting, transfer portal recruiting, hiring assistants, NIL deals, all that stuff. It's, it's exhausting. And so for Jim Harbaugh, I, I kind of felt like he was kind of going down that road a little bit where it's like, I don't want to do this. That's why he flirted with the NFL the last couple of years and it's only getting worse. So um, yeah, I, th I think that it's not only him. I think a lot of coaches are going to look in the mirror this offseason and probably already have looked in the mirror and say, you know, is, is this for me or can I go to the NFL and just coach ball all day long? That's why I laughed when A&M, their, their dream candidate, was Dan Campbell. It's nice to have dreams and dream big, but when you have something rolling in the NFL like Dan Campbell has with the Lions, I don't care that he attended A&M. He's not leaving the NFL where it's easier to go to A&M, which, which is a good job, but it's not an easy job. Well, Zach, I dreamed that my hairline's going to stop receding. That's, I mean, that's <laughs> that why I wear the hats, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also dreamed when I was a kid that I was going to date Beyonce. It never happened. Uh, let me ask you about yes. Paul. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yes. trust me, I'm not in the same league as uh, Jay-Z. <laughs> let me ask you about our uh, favorite uh, college football insider, Paul Feinbaum, these days, where he goes from uh, defending Michigan to trashing Michigan. I saw he was on... Uh, Dan Patrick today, and he said he'll refuse to recognize Michigan as the national champion if they win it all this year. I think that's ridiculous, but do you think a lot of people share that sentiment that they'll look at this sideways if Michigan goes on to win it all? I don't think people will look at it to that extreme. Uh, if Michigan does, and it's funny that, that I'm going to make the comparison, two completely different scenarios, but the timeline and the reaction are the same. The Auburn-Cam Newton um, 2010 season. The whole month of November, it was kind of simmering. It was there. It was the talk of uh, not just, you know, people in my world, college football, you know, diehards, but also, you know, national sports radio, uh, sports TV stations and radio and all that other stuff. And that's where this Michigan thing is. And when Auburn won that national championship with Cam, there were people who said, I'm never going to recognize it. Now they do. Right. So I, I think in, in this case, if, if you're saying you're not going to recognize Michigan as national champions if they win, you're just you're having a hot take for the sake of having a hot take. And there are a lot of of those out there, not yeah. just on this subject, but a lot of other subjects <laughs> that, you know, they draw eyeballs, they draw clicks, whatever. But, um, you know, I think if, if they go on, if Michigan goes on to win this, yeah, it's part of the story. I mean, there's no doubt it's part of the story. Uh, but are, am I going to recognize? Of course, I'm going to recognize. I think everybody will. So you're in charge of, let's say, the college football playoff committee. Barrett Salih is here with us. I, I give you that power. At the end of the year, Alabama's a one-loss SEC champion. Texas is a one-loss Big 12 champ. But as you know, back in week two of the college football season, Texas goes into Tuscaloosa. They win the game by two points. Who would you put in and why? Texas. I mean, that's it's so hard to win on the road and the committee values road wins in a huge, huge way. Like that road wins against top 10 teams. I mean, that's like, Check, 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 check. That's like, you know, lights up like a, a slot machine, right? Um, and I would put Texas in there. And here's the thing, too. The committee, they always factor in the injury concerns, right? If you're Texas, if, if it's just down to those two, one lost Texas and one lost Alabama, which in this situation would have had a win over Georgia in the SEC championship game. Uh, if it's just those two, you're going to look at Texas and they're going to say, all right, head-to-head -head win and then – finished off the season, lost their quarterback midseason, still won games, 
and then now lost their running back, who was the focal point of that offense, who's not going to be around the rest of the season. So that is that's more than enough to um, to keep Alabama from jumping them. And is there going to be this? Is the discussion there? Yeah, but I think the only part of that discussion that makes sense to me in this scenario would be Alabama's hotter. Well, yeah, I mean, that's fine. They also lost to Texas and Texas at that point was still trying to find itself too. So yeah, I don't, I don't see a scenario where a one loss Texas big 12 champ um, falls behind one loss Alabama SEC champ, knowing still that that one uh, that Alabama would have a win over Georgia in that situation. Everything you just said, I agree with, and I would operate the same way. I just do not trust the committee to do what you just said and what I've been saying as well. I just can't see how they would leave out a one-loss SEC champion in Alabama. I look, I I, I get it, but if we're going to sit here, you're you're saying that the branding is part of this, right? Yeah, that, um, that's what I think the committee that, will say. I, I think the but, game should matter. They won head-to-head. Texas should get in. Well, y- yes, I get it, but it's also Texas. Like, okay, yeah, True. the SEC brand matters, but so does the brand of Texas, and they never will say this. And I, look, I. I, I they get mad at me when I say it. Brand matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, marketing matters. They're never going to say it. They might not even the individuals might not even think it, but subconsciously they know it. They they know what it means. And Texas, that brand matters a lot. And and here's the thing too, with in this scenario, Alabama would have the win over Georgia. That's great. It have a win over Tennessee. That's okay. The win over Ole Miss doesn't look as good now. Um, some of those signature wins are kind of falling off a little bit. And at the same time, we still don't know what's going to happen with Texas, but they're, they're, they could be on the verge of chaos in the Big 12. And um, you never know what that means and what, what signature wins will develop between now and Selection Sunday because there's a lot that could change. Barrett Salee, about three weeks away from that, I'm just wondering – Right now, if you had to pick who you think will be the four teams at the end of the finish line, who do you think the four teams will be? Well, so here's the thing. You look at pinned at the top of my X profile. I have my preview, my preseason picks. I am still sticking with the four I have. And this this is, I'm not making this up. I had Georgia one. I had Ohio State two. I had or, uh, Florida State three and Oregon four. Wow. I, and I do not think that's going to change because Ohio State's going to run the table. Florida State's going to run the table. And Oregon's going to beat Washington in the Pac-12 championship game to slide into that fourth spot. I agree with you on Oregon. I think Georgia-Alabama is going to be epic right now, though I would leave with Georgia. Why do you think this year is different for Ohio State up against Michigan? Because right now I'm picking Michigan, and that may have to do with a, a few things that people are now calling me a Michigan fan and a big Michigan supporter. Well, I mean, I see the maize and blue behind you on the wall, so, you know. Oh, is that right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's just a fern. Um, but, no, I, uh, I think – the, the difference is Jim Knowles' defense year two. Uh, Ohio State has significantly improved in that area. Do you trust um, McCord? And, yeah. I don't think there's a reason not to at this point. Um, you know, he's he's a first-year starter. He's been progressively getting better. Um, and it helps to be healthy. And they navigate, speaking of, you know, we said Texas went through a bunch of uh, injury issues, and it did. I mean, Ohio State's were were huge. Yeah. And Kyle McCord, like uh, uh, an average quarterback, would have let that destroy him mentally. Uh, and Kyle McCord didn't. So I think the defense helps. I mean, even if it's they're just average, then they can, I think, can 
um, can slow down uh, or, or do enough to be a national championship caliber team. And I think they're much better than that. And as a result, I think they'll slow down Michigan and, and get the job done. I mean, look, I, it's a great game. It's, it's going to be a game between two top four teams as it should be because those are phenomenal teams. But I think this is a more complete Ohio State team than we've seen um, really since probably 2014. Does Washington Barrettsley go down to Oregon State this weekend? No, uh, but I, they will go down to Oregon in a couple of weeks when the Pac-12 championship game uh, gets set. But uh, I think Oregon State, they have so much motivation because of the Pac-2 thing, um, it, But and they run the football. But Washington, and I know that Washington's defense is crap, and it has been for a long time, but styles make fights. Washington's offense is going to make Oregon State score 30. And even against Washington's defense, I don't think Oregon State can do that. When you get to Dan Lanning, um, I'm a big fan of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just, I said this to him when he was on the show last time. He's a, a football psycho. And I mean that in like the yes. nicest way possible. He gets on the field and it's just like a spell overtakes him and he, he's nuts. <laughs> he's awesome. It's, it's wonderful to see his energy. I believe him. And I usually don't believe coaches when they say this, when he's not leaving Oregon to go to AM. I know his name has been thrown out there. I think he should learn from what Willie Taggart did, leaving Oregon for Florida State. And I don't even know where Willie Taggart is right now. Uh, but do you believe Dan Lanning when he says, I'm not leaving Oregon to go to AM? Yes. Yes. He's got a better job. Oregon's a better job than Texas AM um, because you have the same amount of, of support. Uh, you know, that it's there. The Phil Knight money is there. The Nike money is there. You're going to the Big Ten. Now, granted, I think the, the revenue is going to take a while for Oregon to get the full revenue. I get that. But it's going to come eventually. And it's a lot easier path in the Big Ten than it is in the SEC. Um, and, and so I think Dan Lanning, look, I think the, the difference between a top five job and a top 50 job is so much smaller now than it was, you know, t- 20 years ago. Um, I think Oregon right now is a top 10 job. I think Texas A&M probably is too, but what's the difference? It's, it's your, it's your taste, right? You know, you, do you want a $50 steak or do you, uh, do you want a $50, uh, you know, a piece of salmon, like whatever you're, whatever you're in the mood for. Right. Um, I think Dan Lanning stays. I think he knows that he can win at Oregon with this blueprint in the big 10, because his blueprint is very, uh, reminiscent of what he had at Georgia. It's recruiting. It's getting big, fast defensive linemen and offensive linemen. He's doing that. And I think some of his mistakes this year, specifically in the Washington game, came from the fact that he's still new at this. You know, it's hard to make decisions when you're a second-year head coach under the biggest spotlight of your of your life. And I think he can fix that. I think he can win at an elite level now and in the Big Ten. So I think he stays. If you had to take a guess right now, A&M and Mississippi State, who would your guesses be for to fill those vacancies? Who uh, Mississippi State, uh, Jamie Chadwell from Liberty, formerly of Coastal Carolina, and A&M. I change every hour on this, but I'm going to say Mike Elko at Duke, and has the connections there. Obviously, being at Texas A&M before taking the Duke job, you know what? Actually, is- you know what? But here's the thing. What? And I, and I say this as a dark horse for all for every job. Gonna, I'm going to say this name. Jonathan Smith at Oregon State. Yeah, he's cheap. Have a home. He wants out of the pack too. I mean, he's a great coach. I mean, if you're if you're a vacancy, if you have a vacancy, you call him and say, "Hey, man, what do you want? Like, what do you want?" Because you know it, we could probably provide anything that you need here. But I, I think Elko for Texas A and M and Jamie Chadwell for Mississippi State. What's the interest? Not saying he's going to leave, but what is the interest from schools you think in this process on, on Coach Prime uh, through year one at Colorado? I don't think there's a lot. 
And I think it's because their jury's still out on what this blueprint can do, right? Sizzle's there. We know that. The sizzle's there. You going to deliver the steak? He hasn't yet. I mean, well, I guess he has to a degree because he got the spotlight on Colorado. That's part of why he's hired. That's great. Um, the expectations but, change after the first two weeks of the season. Before the year, if was, you told me four and, or five wins, and, every everyone would have signed for that. When you go 3-0, you're expected to get to bowl game, and he's not going to go to a bowl game. This and year. I told, and we said on SiriusXM on my show on Sunday mornings, I'm like, do not change your expectations. Do not reset your expectations. If you didn't think he'd get to a bowl game, he's probably not still. And he's, he's not. That's fine. It's a great season. I think the jury's still out from ADs on can you still win? Because the marketing aspect of it, the sizzle factor, you can make a ton of money. But in the back end, is is it going to matter all that much or will it fade away? And I think there's a lot of people looking at Colorado thinking, all right, it's the foundation's there, but we still don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if this plan's going to work. And I think a lot will be determined by what he does this offseason to supplement that roster, to actually build that depth, because that's the problem. They have no depth whatsoever, and they need it. He knows it, and I think the he's going to have to show that he can implement it in order to, to get looks at other bigger jobs. He is Barrett Salee, does a phenomenal job covering college football for CBS. Barrett, thanks so much for the time. Always appreciate it. You too, Zach. Go Braves. <laughs> there he is. Barrett Salee, right at the end of the conversation, getting his Braves uh, propaganda. Ugh, I can't stand him on Twitter when he's chiming and popping off about his Atlanta Braves. Good stuff there. We'll react to what he said about Dan Lanning on the other side. Plus, we'll give you a thought on this big Thursday night football showdown that comes your way a few minutes after 8 tonight, which you can listen via Westwood One. Watch at Amazon Prime between the Ravens and the Bengals. Update time first. Here he is, the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Today's memorable moment is sponsored by our friends at Prevagen. Prevagen is the most recommended memory support brand by pharmacists. When the Bengals and Ravens squared off in week two of this season, Baltimore went to Cincinnati and won by a score of 27 to 24. Lamar Jackson completed 24 of 33 passes for 237 yards 
and threw two touchdowns while Joe Burrow had 222 yards on 27 of 41 passing with two touchdowns and a pick. Baltimore leads the all-time series 29 to 27, and I think that's going to increase to 30 to 27 after tonight. I do like the Baltimore Ravens earlier in the week. I probably would have leaned Cincinnati because the game means more for the Cincinnati Bengals, but I think timing is everything. I know both these teams are coming off a loss, but Ravens at home, I looked at that spread. It's three and a half. I know that the home team usually gets the three points, uh, but that just seems like when you go to three and a half, for some reason, I feel as if Vegas is begging you to plus the three and a half points with the Bengals. Because I do think whenever there's an AFC North showdown, most people believe that it's usually a three-point game. Like when you talk AFC North, you say what? 24-21, uh, 17-14, 27-24, like something like that. I do like the Baltimore Ravens uh, to win this game tonight, and I'll lay the three and a half points. Um, I do have some anytime touchdown bets tonight. I hope there's a lot of scoring in this game. I don't know if there will be with both these defenses, but I took Lamar Jackson. I took Mark Andrews, and I saw that Jamar Chase's odds were at like plus 135. That seems a little bit low. Um, I feel like they've been a little bit higher the last few weeks because there's been some up and down play and the Bengals were starting to get back on track and then uh, they lose that game to the Texans. So I'll plus the buck 30, buck 35 on uh, Jamar Chase to get into the end zone. So I do like the Ravens tonight. Just circling back on two things that Barrett Salise said. I could not agree with him more about what he said, Oregon compared to A&M. If this was maybe like Alabama open, or if this was Georgia open, okay, you could leave Oregon for Alabama. You could leave Oregon for Georgia where he was under Kirby Smart staff. But Texas A&M is a really good job. It's a great job. You have all the resources in the world. But you look at the Oregon job, it's a great job too, especially with the backing of Phil Knight going now into the Big Ten as well. And I know that a lot of people say, oh, Lanning is an SEC guy. You could adapt. It's clearly whatever he's doing the last two years in Eugene has been working. So I believe Lanning when he says he's not leaving. I usually don't believe coaches when they say they're not leaving. And I made this point the other day, and I'll bring it up again. You got to learn from Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart had a great job in Oregon, and it wasn't good enough for him. After one year, not good enough. I need to go to Florida State because that's where home was, all that, blah, 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 blah. And now Willie Taggart, I don't even think he's on a coaching staff anywhere. Now, I think Landon could uh, succeed anywhere he goes. But if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. And I think he has a great piece of real estate right now. He has the Ducks humming, going into the Big Ten. I think he would be foolish to leave, and I don't believe he will leave. And then, in terms of the biggest scenario that is possibly out there with the college football playoff. One loss, Alabama. One loss, Texas. SEC champ. And then the uh, potential one loss, Big 12 champ. If it goes down that way. I agree with everything Barrett said. That Texas should get in over Alabama. Because Texas beat Alabama head-to-head in Tuscaloosa at Alabama's uh, uh, home stadium. And Texas won by 10. Even though it's logical and even though it makes all the sense of the world for Texas to get in over Alabama. I just don't trust the committee to leave out a one-loss SEC champ 
especially in Alabama. Now, Barrett makes a good point. If you're going to argue brand, and it's all the brand of Alabama, it's not like Texas is the sisters of the of the poor, right? Texas is a pretty damn big brand as well. So maybe that does make it easier if it comes down to one loss Texas, one loss Alabama, one loss Big 12 champ, one loss SEC champ to put Texas in over Alabama. Right now, the committee has Texas in one spot over Alabama. But if Alabama wins, they'll have that victory up against number one Georgia in the SEC title game because Georgia's back in the number one spot. I don't think they're going to move off of it from now until the final rankings of the year where if they lose the SEC championship, then they would be out of the college football playoff picture. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.